And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander. And thank you guys for tuning in. I mean, wow. That was a very, very, very eventful night <laughs> for the Toronto Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. Most notably as well, Mr. Kevin Durant. Wow. 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 That's all I can really say as I turn on this Instagram feed. As you are live watching the Wrap It Up podcast, wherever you tune in to watch this podcast live after each and every Toronto Raptors game, we got feeds up live at Instagram, at Sheldon Alexander. We got a feed on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. We got a feed on Twitch. Log and subscribe to the Twitch stream. The Twitch feed is on Blast Podcast. And of course, we got the YouTube feed as well. Send in your comments and questions at any of those places and we will read that because for sure this was a super eventful night and I'm sure the fans have a lot to say on this, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Thank you guys again for tuning in and I know, I know, this was a crazy one. This was an absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy game for everyone involved, but most notably for one Mr. Kevin Durant. I mean... Woj tweeted this out towards the end of the game that pretty much sums it up, but let's play things out in real time and kind of how it happened. And we know, cool, Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win, especially how the Raptors started this season. You take the wins any way you can get them at this point, right? We'll say that off the front end. Take the win if you're the Toronto Raptors. Standings are crazy. But in terms of like a real life situation here and... I'm saying this, <laughs> I mean, people who might be familiar with the pod and what kind of went on with the pod starting night one and then kind of missing for a few games, like, I had COVID. And so, me sitting here watching this was really kind of weird. Because obviously it was a super serious situation for me watching the game, but it was weird watching how this all played out. Because the first thing that came about was minutes before tip, it was noted Kevin Durant will not be available to begin tonight's game due to health and safety protocols, the team says. A team source said they are waiting for further updates to see if he may be available later in the game. So the game starts. Raptors get out. Raptors are up and running. Everything's going good for the Raps. Everything's cool. And then all of a sudden, late in the first quarter, you see Kevin Durant appear on the Nets bench. And then you see Kevin Durant enter into the game. And the Nets are still losing. But upon Kevin Durant's return, the Nets kind of start playing a little bit better. But forget about the game aspect here. We'll talk about the game afterwards. But Kevin Durant's in the game. He ends up playing 19 minutes. And then during a timeout, Kevin Dur the refs or somebody... Some team, person, whoever goes to Kevin Durant and tells him, actually, you're not available to play and you have to check out. So the follow-up from Woj towards the end of the game was Durant was held out pregame because of an inconclusive test for someone who he interacted with this afternoon and pulled from the game once that person returned a positive test later. So the obvious question here is, why would you let him play in the first place if that person's test was inconclusive that he interacted with? Makes no sense. 
makes no sense, right? And I'm not going to try to play doctor, I'm not going to try to play Adam Silver even, because this is just a messed up scenario, and I'm sure this will continue to develop as more information comes through. And I just want to say, this game was clouded with that context of Kevin Durant being in, Kevin Durant being out, and an up-in-the-air, inconclusive COVID test, or a test that became positive later on, for someone who Kevin Durant interacted with in the afternoon. Because the obvious question is then, okay, well, if you're doing contact tracing, and Kevin Durant was in contact with someone who tested positive, and then Kevin Durant played in a basketball game, and was around his teammates and coaches and around the Raptors. How does this make sense? And I'll just say this at the end here. Kevin Durant's tweet during the game just said simply, free me. And I mean, Kevin Durant must not like or enjoy playing against the Toronto Raptors. Because if you remember his last game in which he played against the Toronto Raptors would have been game five of the NBA Finals when he was still a member of the Golden State Warriors. And of course, that's a game when he had the Achilles injury, he then tried to play and come back, and obviously, things didn't go well there either for Mr. Durant as he left with a torn Achilles. But with that said, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the COVID talk aside because that's going to continue to develop, there's going to be more information that comes out throughout the night and throughout the next day, of course, and you know... It's a crazy, crazy story that I can't really make sense of. And in a weird, weird way, you know, we hope that KD's healthy. We hope everyone else is healthy and everyone is okay. And if we try to segue off that to the actual basketball game and what happened and a weird game it was, that somehow the whole Kevin Durant playing and not playing was only one of the weirdest, one of the weird things to happen throughout this game. This was a very strange game. Raptors win, again, as mentioned, 123-117. And from the refs just being... I don't even know what to say about the refs because the refs were horrible both ways. There were plays you had Norm bleeding, there was no call. You had Kyle bleeding, there was no call. You had Brooklyn Nets taking technicals. You had Fred taking technicals. Nurse taking technicals. James Harden got a tech. And when you're watching the game too and, and paying attention, like the calls were atrocious on both ends of the floor. Like both teams were not happy with the whistle at all. And I guess <laughs> if you're the NBA or if you're the referee crew, you your answer would be, well, at least they were consistent. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, as mentioned, the Raptors come away with the victory and as mentioned, when you're trying to climb out of the deep hole the Raptors dug themselves into to start this season, getting a win, however you can get it, you take it at this point. But one of the main reasons why they were able to do this was the play of Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry. Huge night for Pascal Siakam as he finished this game with 33 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, three steals, and a block just because. But of his 33 points, and this is something we'll continue to bring up because our longtime listeners, viewers, Wrap It Up crew, the Wrap It Up posse, the Wrap It Up massive, <laughs> longtime followers of the pod will know we've talked about Siakam's game and, and you know, 
what's needed to be done or kind of like inspected it and that's what's going on with Raptors fans from last season in the bubble and how he struggled to what we're seeing now, right? And a big thing that came up all the time was Pascal Siakam taking the ball into the paint, Pascal Siakam's need to get free throws and not shooting the threes. So when you're seeing games like we've seen in the past few for Mr. Siakam and especially tonight, 33 points on 12 of 23 shooting, but 20 points in the paint. That is exactly what the Raptors need to see from Pascal Siakam, and that's a a welcome sign because he's working, and it wasn't pretty for him early. He got off to a tough, tough start from the floor, but you got to give my guy a lot of credit because not only did he not get discouraged, but he kept going to the bucket and when he's going to the bucket and you're constantly doing it you're putting pressure on the referees to call fouls finishes nine of ten from the floor from the free throw line and when he's doing that that's the guy the raptors need because when he's driving to the paint the defense has to collapse and he's shown the ability to find people he's shown the ability to dime and have assists and find the open guy but also he's starting to show the ability of getting to the basket and finishing through contact he stopped with the whole i'm gonna drive and i'm gonna yell just because i'm kind of close and i felt a little bit of a touch i'm gonna yell and hope the refs call foul nick nurse has talked about this he's finishing through contact and trying to score and get fouled, not get fouled and maybe score. Because there's a difference to those two things, right? And the Raptors, you got to give them a lot of credit because this is game plan. And this is why there's few times where you can see that coaching really, really, really matters in this league. And you can tell from the get-go, the Raptors game plan was designed for the team they were playing against. And the Nets, I don't know if their game planning was the same right? Because there were a lot of mistakes. They seemed fooled by the Pascal spin in the paint. Like, you know, he's going to spin back and lay it in if you do your research, right? (laughs) But clearly the Nets, not so much. So you look at the the Raptors game plan and the Raptors game plan clearly was we're going to run these guys up and down the floor. We're going to push the pace. We're going to get into the paint and everybody is taking it to the paint. And so In that first quarter, where the Raptors get out to a big lead, there's no Kevin Durant, and the Raptors 13-4 run to start the game first off. That shows you they come out ready, 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 ready. But also early on, the Raptors are forcing turnovers. Three early Brooklyn turnovers led to nine quick points for the Raps. Also, the advantage of fast break points early on in the game, 14-4 advantage for the Toronto Raptors. Norm and Freddie, everything was in the paint paint touches, paint drives, because DeAndre Jordan is a shot blocker, but he's not the the same DeAndre Jordan that we've seen in years past. But not only was Norm taking it into the paint, not only was Freddie or Kyle, but Pascal is mentioned, and even your man's Aaron Baines was in there. The Raptors were leading nicely when Kevin Durant checked into the game. And even with KD, they still don't play defense. And the, the Nets had no answer for the Raptors when they just continued to pound the paint and take everything inside and start inside out. Kyle hits a jumper at the end of the first quarter, which gave the Raptors a 34-23 lead to end the first cue. To start the second cue, your man's Kyle Lowry stayed hot. Starts off with a three, then dribbles in the lane, finds Chris Boucher for an and one, and then Lowry hits another three and follows that up with a long two. That's a guy that smells blood. Raptors fans know when you watch Kyle Lowry 
he picks his spots. He sensed this game early on, like, oh, we kind of got them here. And my guy sensing the moment, applying the pressure, going for kill shots early. And the Nets, let's flip this around for a sec, right? Because I feel like we'll kind of give the Nets credit for even just being in this game. But think about how messed up that had to be for everyone involved on the Brooklyn Nets, from the coaching staff to the players, to start the game with Kevin Durant, to start the game, or you're about to start the game, KD gets pulled, and then he just then appears and you got to plug him in, and the Nets go on this crazy run. Landry Shamit hitting back-to-back threes, cutting the lead. The Raps lead was up at 17 at one point, right? Shamit's hitting threes. Jeff Green's hitting three. Harden hits a three. 9-0 run for the Nets. The Nets continue to push, and it's Harden starting to control the pace. And a lot of people, which I don't know if these people... Because I'm about receipts, right? And there are a lot of people talking about, would this Nets team work? Because what's James Harden going to do? And all James Harden's done is play point guard. And play a pretty good point guard for the Brooklyn Nets so far. And it's messed up because you got to remember, if he's trying to play point guard now, it's kind of hard to then flip the switch and go back to the old James Harden that they probably needed in this game to just jack up shots. But Harden, on that run... 21-8 21-8 to run for the Nets, and Harden to DeAndre Jordan for an easy dunk, cuts the lead to four, and Freddie was off to a bad start in this game, he started 2-10 from the floor, 0-5 for from three, this coming off obviously his big career night of 54 points, Raptors franchise record, but either way, Kyle Lowry, Norm and Pascal were doing it for the Raps. Norm with 13 in the first half, Kyle with 17 in the first half, including 10 points in that second quarter. Raptors led by four, as mentioned, 67 to 63 at the half. We get to the third quarter and the Nets start to get things rolling, but really the story of the third quarter were a couple things that weren't really about actual basketball. Like, the Nets get out to a lead, first off, because they're just wedding threes. KD seems to be fitting in in terms of getting things going. And I couldn't help but think, when KD checked into the game, like, you're coming out from the back cold, no? Like, did you get some shots up? And, like, is there a practice gym in Barclays? Did you get some shots up before he actually came to check into the game? It just seems weird. But anyways, third quarter, Nets are on the lead. Everything's going good. But then the refs kind of took over and the refs clouded this third quarter because there were so many just horrible calls, again, against both teams. Freddie got a tech for arguing when there was a jump ball, which this game must have set a record for jump balls called. There had to be at least five jump balls in this game, like not including the opening tip. It was just a weird, weird game. But on one swing, Fred got called for a tech for arguing, and then Nick Nurse got called for a a tech for arguing. There's missed calls all over the place. KD got called for his fifth foul early. The Nets had to review it because it was a horrible call. That gets overturned. Meanwhile, James Harden's arguing. He ends up getting a tech. The Raps, while all this was going on, the Raps started out 0 for 6 in that quarter. The Nets got out to a 74 to 70 lead. And then all of a sudden, KD exits the game. So again, the Nets are winning. And then KD exits the game because, again, health and safety protocols. I don't understand how there's health and safety protocols for KD. Then 
or sorry, the contact tracing for KD is what forced him out. But wouldn't contact tracing also af affect anyone who, I don't know, might have played a basketball game against him? Story for another day. I don't know. Meanwhile, the NBA is talking about an all-star game. Not sure how that makes sense either. But I digress. KD's out, right? All of a sudden, the bad calls continue. But what also started to pick up steam? Pascal Siakam. This is when my guy is just went back to what he was doing in the first quarter. That middle part where the Nets went on the run, the Raps kind of, maybe you're shell-shocked. You don't know what's going on in the moment as all of a sudden the Nets get things going. Everybody's hitting threes for the Nets. They make a comeback. And then, you know, once the game settled down again for Siakam, once KD exited the game again, Siakam had 15 points in that third quarter and he had... 15 of his 25 points at that point. At that point, he had 25 points at the end of three, right? So follow me here. 15 of his 25 points and five of his eight rebounds were in the third quarter. In that third quarter as well, he was four of six from the field and seven of eight from the line. Raptors were up 92 to 90 at the end of three quarters. And you head into that fourth, and I don't know if at that point the Nets had enough. The Nets are just like, James Harden's trying here, but... I give the Raptors credit because, again, they had a defensive game plan. They were they were doubling James Harden. Sometimes it kind of looked like maybe it was not quite the full-on boxing one, but the Raps were clearly trapping on the pick and roll. What that means is whenever the Nets would set a screen, the guy who's covering the man setting the screen and the guy covering Harden would just stay with Harden. You're trapping Harden on that screen. And the Nets didn't really have an adjustment. Which is kind of weird, but I'm going to be honest, that kind of shows a badly coached team. And Steve Nash is new at this, right? So this is not a knock. And they talked about the fact that this regular season is kind of like their training camp, right? But you should never be able to double team the Nets. Because that means, especially when it's Kyrie and, especially with two of them on the floor and shooters everywhere, you shouldn't be able to double team the Nets. But the Nets look stunned every time the Raptors did this. One great adjustment by Nick Nurse, of course, doubling the screens, forcing the other guys to make plays, whether it was Jeff Green, whether it was, what's my guy's name, Bruce Brown, who all of a sudden got mad brave and was like flexing out of nowhere. Like, slow down, bro. Who is Bruce Brown? <laughs> it's, it's a, I was agreeing with Jack. I found myself agreeing with Jack who was yelling, who is Bruce Brown and why is he flexing on Norm? Like, relax, my dude. Just continue to make layups because you're wide open under the net because you're playing with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. It's, it's okay. Get your buckets. Be humble, man. Either way. At this point, Harden and Siakam in that fourth quarter, they were going back and forth in terms of just controlling the game. Everything was running through them, especially early on. And I mentioned the Raptors game plan and, you know, double teaming James Harden. The second great part of the Raptors defensive game plan was what they were doing to Kyrie Irving. And when you look at Kyrie Irving's numbers in this game, six of 12 for 15 points. When you look at James Harden's numbers in this game, four of eight for 17 points. Mind you, he also had 12 assists and seven rebounds, but let's stick with the points here, right? Kyrie only took 12 shots in the whole game. James Harden only took eight shots in the whole game. Jeff Green tied Kyrie for shot attempts with 12. And Landry Shamit had 11 to place second most shot attempts on the Nets in this game. 
Reason for that? Great defensive game plan by the Toronto Raptors. If you notice early on, they tried to put someone with a bigger body on Kyrie Irving, especially once KD was in there. You would see Siakam around and you would see Bembry got some minutes and Bembry needs to get more minutes for the Toronto Raptors, regardless of who's in or out of the lineup. My guy is just a good, solid NBA player, seems to make the right play, always seems to be in the right spots. I like Bembry. I think he should play more. And he plays solid defense as we saw him guarding Kyrie for a while, and then Siakam even got some time guarding Kyrie. But that's a great adjustment by Nick Nurse because Kyrie wants to handle, he wants to play around with his dribble, but if you put a bigger, more athletic guy on Kyrie, it's going to be harder for him because even if he beats that guy off the dribble, the longer, more athletic player is still going to be able to come back and block Kyrie's shot. Or at least, if you're not blocking it, disrupt it. And I think that was such a great low-key move by Nick Nurse in terms of just genius plays when you're playing a high-scoring offense like the Brooklyn Nets. And down the stretch, they just couldn't execute their offense. Meanwhile, we know their defense is that bad, and the Raptors were just playing at such a high clip, most notably Kyle Lowry down the stretch. Kyle Lowry just wasn't going to let them lose. He was just hitting big shots. He was super confident down the stretch. He was making all the plays, finished with 30 points, seven assists, five rebounds, but here's a key for Kyle Lowry, 12 of 18 from the floor, six of nine from three, that is a big boy night from Kyle Lowry and your Toronto Raptors as they win 123 to 117. Let's get to some comments though, because I see the chats are full, full, full. Matty Moe, what's up to my dude, Matty Moe? He says the hoodie is nice. Yo, Shouts to Fanatics, that came very quick in the mail. Gotta support the WNBA, I do actually watch and enjoy the WNBA a lot. So, easily happy to rep, because I like basketball, of all games, of all sexes, of all ages, shouts to the game of basketball, I am a fan, and you know, when you make fire hoodies in the wintertime, it's all hoodies every day. So, thank you my dude, Maddie Moe. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, imagine the Nets with the best offense in the league and the worst defense in the league. Looks like the Raptors defense wins games. Yeah, it was an interesting game for the Toronto Raptors, and you got to give them credit because they just took care of business. And they don't care that Kyle, that Kevin Durant was in and out of the game. They just care that they got the win. If you're the Nets, oof, that's a tough one. K2's Garnett says, don't poke the bear. Yep, I mean, Kyle, once he's got going, it was, it was a good look. And maybe Bruce Brown, as pointed out in the Instagram chat, uh, was talking smack to Kyle and Norm, and maybe that woke up Kyle there a bit in that second half. But as I scroll through Instagram, huge shouts to the people wherever you're watching the pod and continue to send in your comments, whether you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, watching on Twitter, watching on Facebook or Instagram. Really appreciate you guys sending your comments. I'll read as many comments as possible. And shout out to the YouTube people. My guy AB hit me up the other day and said he was watching on YouTube and he happened to, uh, he just hit the button on his smart TV and then boom, I was on his TV screen. <laughs> and he thought that was pretty cool. An interesting way to sit back and watch the Wrap It Up pod. And, you know, really appreciate that for sure. As we all get to learn different ways that we are able to consume media in this year of 2021. Technology and stuff, right? More comments. Anne says, Kyle didn't have ro any room to show off his handles. Uh, yeah, there was a, I, they're talking about the picks. 
Um, the picks as in picks being set by Aaron Baines and company. There were a lot of fouls being called on moving screens. And I'll say at least the refs were consistent. But let's be honest. You almost could call a moving screen on every single screen set in the NBA. Like if you wanted to, I would say if I'm being honest, I'd still say like 90% of screens you could probably call a, a moving screen on. And the refs, they lived up to that tonight in this game. I'll say that. But it was going both ways for sure. Uh, Akeem says, watching Baines rebound, he doesn't hustle. He doesn't fit our playing style. I'm afraid. People are banging out on Baines. And I think you just had too high of expectations for Aaron Baines. If Aaron Baines is coming off your bench as your, you know, your third big guy or your first big off the bench or something, and he just has to give you spot minutes. Baines is solid. I think the Raps just have too high expectations for what Aaron Baines is. And I think because those expectations were made higher because he was coming in to fill in for a fan favorite like Serge and Marc Gasol, who left from the championship team, obviously, I think that also adds to the disappointment, right? And he's kind of put in a tough position. But is he doing enough to earn the the starting spot? No. Definitely not. And especially in a game like this, it was interesting to see Boucher get a lot of minutes and Boucher really cook. I thought that was really cool to see. Let me switch over though to Twitter and get some comments on the Twitter feed here. Uh, Shouts to my guy, Logan. He says, man, great game. It's just not to, it's just great to talk about how bad. Oh, sorry. Let's just not talk about how bad this could be. Let's talk about all-stars being all-stars. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to separate the conversation and I'll save the COVID talk for the professionals and we'll try to, you know, as mentioned, we'll wish everybody's okay and safe and healthy and we'll just try to focus in on the game and that side of it and check in later on with the woges of the world, the professionals who will have the the information in terms of what's going on with the whole KD COVID situation. Uh, more comments though. Uh, Logan else. Oh, talking about Pascal. I'm starting to just accept and be happy with Pascal turning his back to the basket every time. I think it's really good. And it, it just brings another element to the Raptors offense that they didn't have, especially, you know, I know they don't really, they didn't really play in the post that much with Serge or Mark Gasol, but every once in a while you just dump it down there. But I also think more importantly for Pascal, that's his more uh, most efficient way of scoring and getting buckets. And so for him, it just looks really good so far. And it's good to see him be able to play at such a high clip and get to the basket and get buckets and gain confidence. That's also a really big part of all this. Can Pascal gain his confidence? Because he's been struggling for a while and, you know, it's kind of been an up and down season for him so far. So to see him put up games like that, it's awesome. Uh, I mentioned Freddie struggled earlier and someone here on Twitter says Freddie's going to cover up tomorrow and score 40. Uh, In case you don't know, the Raptors, this was the first night of a back-to-back. The Raptors have to get on a flight and get to Atlanta. And I mean, I don't even know how that happens. I don't know if the plans change because of, oh, I'm seeing more Kevin Durant tweets coming up here. Maybe I'll just go to Kevin Durant's Twitter account. But, um, Kevin Durant is talking to people on Twitter. Oh, wow. He's talking about... So, Kevin Durant responding to an NBA fan on Twitter. 
They're talking about, so Shams put this out. Here's a full statement here. Kevin Durant has tested negative three times in the last 24 hours, including two negative PCR tests today. However, someone he interacted with this afternoon subsequently had an inconclusive test result returned shortly before the game. Durant was initially held out of the game while that result was being reviewed. Under the league's health and safety protocols, we do not require a player to be quarantined until a close contact has a confirmed positive test. During the game, a positive test was returned for the person Durant interacted with this afternoon. Once that test was confirmed positive out of an abundance of caution, Durant was removed from the game and contact tracing is underway to determine if he was in fact a close contact of the positive individual. So a fan, or no, maybe this isn't a fan, verified account. Someone says, uh, Brian Floyd says, can someone stop saying, can everyone stop saying things like, quote, out of an abundance of caution, we're just saying words that don't match actions for PR over and over at this point. The reason I bring this up is because Kevin Durant quote tweeted that, and I know this this is a big deal, right? And like, I don't want to sit here and be talking about COVID, and I have my own experiences with it, and my experience was really, really, really bad, and so I don't want to make light of it, I don't want to be flippant of it, but the fact that, you know, we're being forced to in this instance because I'm trying to talk about the game, but Kevin Durant is here tweeting about this in real time. I feel like we kind of got to talk about this. And Durant quote tweeted that tweet I just read. And he says, yo, NBA, your fans aren't dumb. You can't fool them with your whack-ass PR tactics. Hashtag free seven. Then he said, I, I don't know who the fuck it is, but you got to lock in, man. Don't know who he's talking about. Or I guess he's talking about whoever he came in close contact with. But KD is definitely not happy. We saw the other day LeBron's not happy about the All-Star game. So I don't know what the NBA is is going down with here. But your two maybe most high-profiled stars in the league don't really seem to be too happy with what's going on in terms of uh, the protocols right now. But again... I'll try to monitor that situation as we go along here and try to, you know, just figure out what's going on as the information flows out to us. Uh, it's funny seeing Kyle Lowry with the, he still has a Nelly bandaid up on his face while he's doing the, the post game and Nick nurse, you know, he's probably avoiding trying to, uh, avoid being fined. I'll say. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, Nick Nurse, you got to look at your squad and you say you have a two and eight start to the season and now you're tied for sixth in the Eastern Conference. If you're the Toronto Raptors, you got to take that at this point. Tied for sixth in the Eastern Conference. So we'll get some quotes here as I go to my guy, Josh Lewenberg on Twitter. Again, if you don't follow at JLU1050, one of the best Raptors beat guys there is. He's got some quotes here from the post game. Nick Nurse, quote, saw a little bit of everything tonight. Nurse also says he was told Durant was unavailable moments before tip and didn't find out he was cleared to play until he was about to check into the game. Then during a timeout, he was told he was out again because of the COVID-19 protocols. Nurse says he hasn't heard anything regarding the status of tomorrow's game in Atlanta. He also says, quote, there's always a level of concern, but in saying that, you're in the heat of a game and you don't really know what the deal is. There's a situation here and we're going to have to obviously do a deep dive on and then we'll go from there once we have a little more information. So 
Siakam saying, quote, he had no idea what was going on, Reed Durant. Like, that had to be just the weirdest, weirdest, weirdest situation. But as I said, in a time or an era that we're in right now, that is just, I mean, weird might be the way to describe this era that we're in. Not much more to say other than, yeah, that was a fucked up game. But the Raptors, again, you take the win. You're in sixth place. When they were two and eight, people, I I was looking up who's going to be at the top of the Easter, of the NBA draft rankings. So for where the Raptors are right now, got to feel good and you just got to keep piling up wins, get to 500. And that's the goal at this point and hope that you stay healthy. Uh, I've moved to YouTube to get some comments here. Huge shouts to all the people in the YouTube. And I know I've been told the delay in YouTube in terms of me seeing comments and reading them is like way off. So just know that ahead of time, you know, I'm not avoiding you guys. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Jeremy says, great game, great win. Uh, Carol says Brooklyn would still win if these teams get matched up in the playoffs. I mean, I don't really think if you're a Raptors fan, you're focused on that side of it yet. I think at this point, you're just happy to get wins, but I hear you. Uh, Fly Miss says that was the wildest game I've ever seen. So many twists and turns. And I'm sure I just went through the game and there's something that I forgot, like some moment that was crazy, you know? that happened in this game that I totally have just bypassed because so much actually went on. Um, my guy Dante says, KD being cursed by the Raptors franchise bring back, brings back memories of the finals. Yeah, if I'm KD, I don't want to play the Raptors anymore. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I don't mean to laugh, but that is just a ridiculous last two games that Kevin Durant has had to play against the Toronto Raptors. Like, that is just weird. The last two games, Kevin Durant has to play against the Raptors. He's coming back from an an injury, plays for about five minutes, ten minutes. He's heating up in that game, wetting threes, then blows his Achilles. Now comes back, first game against the Raptors, right before tip, you can't play because of COVID protocols. Then you're allowed to play, and then later your team makes a comeback. You're actually winning the game now, and then, you know what, you can't play again. Wow. Maybe this is because KD should have came to Toronto when he had the chance a bunch of years ago. Remember that? Remember when that was a thing? When Drake was at OVO telling people they should come here and he had to take the fine? KD was at OVO wearing a David Price jersey because he was at the Jays game earlier on? Remember people being at concerts and being at games? Jeez. I just got really depressed there for a second. Apologies. Let's continue with some more comments. Uh, KD randomly checking in off the bench, then getting pulled. The ref's BS calls a million jump balls, fouls on fouls, showing KD's tweet during the game. So much was going on. (laughs) Fly miss. That's a great synopsis right there. That's just insane. Solo 59 says... It's games like this that make me realize Matt Tom why Matt Thomas doesn't play. He can't play defense like these guys did tonight. That's a really, really good point. When you see Bembry check in, when you see Watanabe check in, when you see even Stanley Johnson, who didn't play a lot, but he played defense when he was in there, you notice why those guys get minutes every night, and Terrence Davis doesn't, and Matt Thomas doesn't. Their minutes are fluctuating, but you're going to start to see a little more Bembry a little, we've seen Watanabe consistently, and same with Stanley Johnson. You're going to see those guys because they play defense. Uh, Natty Duck says Kyle took that elbow personal. 
I mean, for Kyle Lowry to get elbowed, get up, drive to the basket, get fouled, have there be a non-call, start bleeding, go to the bench, get it, you know, taken care of, just put a band-aid on and check back in the game. Man, those people that say this league, like that whole spitting chiclets crowd with their whole this league thing, they're definitely not talking about Kyle Lowry. Um, Nana says... Uh, Bruce Brown looking like Westbrook. I mean, I'll say the saltiness of Westbrook at times, sure. But I mean, that's a disrespect to Russell Westbrook, even at this stage of his career. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of people chirping Bruce Brown. Uh, another comment here, Chris Boucher was huge tonight. He really was. And Chris Boucher came on strong at the very beginning of the season and then kind of faltered, but it's good to see him kind of have some better games as 17 and nine in this game, eight of 14 from the floor. And this was a game perfectly made for Chris Boucher. Again, the Nets play Deandre Jordan, who, you know, is probably on the other side of his career. Like he's not the same Deandre Jordan. And then Jeff Green's the next big they got coming off the bench. If you're Chris Boucher, if you're anyone on the Raptors and you just got in the paint and you were active, you would have a successful night. And that's what we really saw from Chris Boucher. And that's why he put up such a solid, solid, solid night. Stanley says, uh, Nets had no excuse because they had Harden and Kyrie. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not making excuse for the Brooklyn Nets. They lost the game. A loss is a loss. All I'm saying is, you know, it's one thing if the game starts and it's like, hey, Kyrie, or there's no Kevin Durant, it's just Kyrie and Harden, cool, you guys go out and play, but I'm saying it had to be weird, because you gotta remember, there's a human element to all this, like, you don't know what's really happening in the moment, and your friend is now not playing, and then playing, and then not playing again, and then you're on the court, like, you don't know what just happened, so someone tested positive, did he test positive, do now I have to worry, oh, wait, now I still gotta play a basketball game, like, all I'm saying is, it's a lot to deal with, and there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, as someone says here, a Christian says, you only beat what's in front of you, we kept the Nets under 120 points, and we did it without our best defender in OG, that, is a great, great, great point by Christian Burton. Really appreciate all the comments. Whether you are tuning into this live on YouTube or you are sending in comments live on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, really appreciate everybody here for rocking with this podcast because you know what? We do what we do here and we do what we do here after each and every game and we appreciate all the fans because this podcast is for you so i always try to go through the comments get kind of a, a feel for what the raptors fan base is saying night in and night out because the toronto raptors are a team that is a legitimate nba organization and for them their fan base i'm just glad and happy to provide a place for the fan base to tune into night in and night out to congregate to talk about the raps to break down what happened in games especially when there's crazy crazy games like there was tonight so again i thank you whether you are watching on the twitch stream shout to my twitch people we're trying to grow up the twitch network i gotta do like a full 
Twitch tutorial to figure out everything and how that really works. But shouts to my guy Oscar Fellini in there who says, love it when Pascal is decisive in the post. I love that too, Oscar. So huge shouts to the people in the Twitch stream. Shouts to the people on Twitter. Shouts to the people on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Really appreciate you guys rocking with me because when we started this podcast, this podcast was supposed to be me and my friends sitting in my living room talking about the Raptors after each and every game. That was what this podcast was supposed to be. And obviously we've had to adjust with schedules, with COVID, and we've just adjusted. And instead of talking to my friends here in person, I'm now talking to my friends, fellow Raptor fans online. And I couldn't imagine not doing it this way now. So I appreciate you guys because if it wasn't for you guys talking to me through, sending all the comments, wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you guys. So really appreciate it. Continue to like and subscribe. Continue to share the message that is the Wrap It Up podcast. Remember, Wrap It Up is the, the name of the pod. The network is the On Blast podcast network. And if you ever miss a podcast, whether you come in in the middle, you want to catch it from the beginning, or you, know, you just went on to watch the next game and you want to check out the pod later on, know that you can find us wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify, on Apple, SoundCloud, Google Play, and of course, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Really appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Again, your Toronto Raptors are winners, winners, winners. The sixth place Toronto Raptors. What? Say that again. Sixth place in the Eastern Conference. After a two and eight start, your Toronto Raptors are now in sixth place. After a 123-117 win over the Brooklyn Nets. Pascal Siakam, 33 points. 12 of 23 from the floor. 20 points in the paint. Add in 11 rebounds, add in 6 assists, add in 3 steals and a block just for fun. Also getting some help from his man's Kyle Lowry, 30 points and 7 assists. Toronto Raptors are back in the playoff spot, kids. So all you got to do now, keep building wins, keep getting towards 500, and then the rest, who knows? You just leave it all out there. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow night as the Raptors are in Atlanta or should be in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. So join me back here again live right after the game on Twitter, as mentioned, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch, and on Instagram. We'll be back here live taking your comments and questions on this, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show there is. This is Wrap It Up. And I end every podcast the same. Because it's real talk. It's not just a gimmick. It's not just a Meek Mill line. I really did used to pray for times like this to rom like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.